Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about the movies from Friday, April 1st through Thursday, April 7th, 2022. April. We made it. April Fool's. No joking. We did make it. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> if you're listening to this on Blast the Radio, it is not April Fool's ah. anymore, I guess. I think that's how time works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a long dramatic pause there that I will cut out. Speaking of dramatic pauses... I helped host the Oscars on Sunday night here. Lee got up a few times to chat as well. As fate would have it, I did church here at the Mayfair. We don't put on a church. We should. It's a bit of a church <laughs> in a, a way. Church, the yeah. Church of Film. A legit church comes every Sunday. It's a lovely rental. Then there was another rental after that. And then normally I would go home. But it was Oscar night as well. So I had a bit of a split shift. Went to Targ for dinner. And then came back and helped run the Oscars. And, you know, it's not digging ditches, but a couple hours in, I was fading. And if you've ever done any kind of public speaking or hosting or even, you know, something in front of a class, sometimes your brain turns off. And I've heard stand-up comedians talking about this. It feels like 15 seconds. Count 15 seconds. 15 seconds is a long time. Really, it's one second. And there was a couple times I was up there hosting this three and a half hour ceremony at and it was say 10 o'clock at night and i just stopped and i think it was like 1 100 2 100 and then i went on but your red flags go off and it's like red alert and you think you're just standing there and everyone's looking at you it's not like the podcast where you can edit out the silence yeah we've already <laughs> screwed up the podcast here i've already screwed up the podcast here i'm gonna edit that out you'll yeah. never know no there's no way you'll ever hear that dramatic pause but yeah so it's funny in that situation when you're in front of a crowd and you're just dying and then everyone's like no i didn't notice you're fine i've definitely like had that feeling as well especially because it's a lot of people that would never ever do that themselves yeah so it's not as if you're gonna feel like oh no i did a much worse job or they noticed this or that it's kind of like being on stage and playing shows as well where like you miss a note here or there and you're like oh my god i blew it after the fact and everyone's like what it sounds funny like people have never picked up an instrument in their lives are like not gonna notice well it's like a grade school thing right they say if you're winging a book report don't go up and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. you might just stumble through it and still get like a B. You yeah. know, you might be fine. But I always find that, yeah, like never go up and say, I'm panicking. Just go up and do your best and you'll get through. And everybody was really lovely. It wasn't a, I wasn't sure what it was going to be because we're still in these very hesitantly tiptoeing away from COVID kind of days. Our rules by the books are, we don't got to check any vaccine verification. We can be at full capacity. We're asking people to wear masks. And that really made my little geek heart swell that without pestering, without big signs up all over the place, everybody was just in a mask. Everybody was doing good about hand sanitizing and kind of keeping distance from strangers and doing all that kind of stuff. So that's nice to see that humanity can still get together for an event and kind of still not be yelling at each other that they don't want to wear a mask. I was wondering about that. How was the turnout? It was... So, in the before times, a turnout would be, if not sellout, I think a couple times in the past decade, 100% sold out. Oh, yeah. And people were waiting, almost like going to a bar, waiting, like, oh, maybe two people will leave and then I can get in. Like, Mm -hmm. we were that hot of a ticket. So, this year, it was... Possibly as many as 175 people, 150 to 175, somewhere in there. I forget what the final tally was. Mm -hmm. So about half full, which was nice. So it meant we still had some leg room. It meant from a box office point of view, not as much money for us, but we still did well because I think we sold 30 or 40 
membership cards and then it's a good night because people are walking back and forth to the candy bar on commercial breaks and stuff Mm -hmm. so 175 let's put the difference say it was like say 160 so that's good that's very good for nowadays and it was comfortable everybody was great there was a few lovely ladies in just disney ballroom gowns (laughs) with masks on and i just thought that was great so what were you wearing did you have like a tux I dropped the ball. In past <laughs> years, I at least would kind of slap on a button-up shirt and a bow tie. Or the, like, shirt that has a tux on it. <laughs> yeah, like, just that, that counts. But this year, it was just such a weekend. And so I joked, because what we do, one thing we've done, I don't know who started this tradition, but kind of give out prizes to the best dressed. So I just went up near the end of the night. And near the end of the night, I think there was still half an hour to go, but at 11 o'clock or so, and said... I am in no position to judge because I'm standing here in Converse and a Boba Fett (laughs) t-shirt. But I've seen at least a half a dozen, maybe more, really awesomely dressed people in here. So if you're not shy and you want to come up and show off, come up and hit the stage. And that went well. Everybody was great. Everyone gave them a round of applause. And I think I just gave everybody a free pass or something like that. And then we had way too many prizes, which was great. I grabbed a handful of 35-millimeter trailers. I grabbed a whole Mm, bunch of leftover posters. VHS. VHS. (laughs) I don't think it worked. Damn it. People were laughing. It was good. It it was a good laugh. A couple times I told the story of, and if anyone wants to take a box of VHS tapes. (laughs) Oh, man. If I was more ambitious, I wanted to maybe even just get newspaper or something like that. But I wanted to, like, wrap up 40 of them. And as people are leaving, going, thanks for coming. Here's a prize. Thanks for coming. Here's a prize. I think maybe a couple people took some because I saw a couple people digging through. Yeah. It's a good memory, at least. And, like, it would be funny if it was, like, if there was some, like, jerk customer, of which we have none. none. But, you know, if there was, and you were trying to, like, troll them, and you were like, oh, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you get a special prize. You're the whatever hundredth person. Yeah. Here's a sealed box that you can't open until you get home. <laughs> Don't open until you get home. Yeah, it's not VHS, if that's what you think. And then Lee, so Lee, I think it's twofold. One, he puts much of his disposable income into his home entertainment stuff yeah despite him owning a theater but then that's good because a lot of those movies go into saturday night cinema Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff but i think over this past decade anytime he's upgraded to a blu-ray i don't think he's ambitious enough or whatever to kind of try to sell the old dvd yeah so they become prizes here so that plus because lee is a nerd of high standing. I think he's on a few mailing lists, maybe because mm-hmm. he wrote a couple of reviews over the years, plus he's been to a couple of film festivals, you know. So he gets a bunch of stuff. So he brought this IKEA bag full of old DVDs and Blu-rays. Man. And of course, I went through it first because I'm like, I'm taking a payment out of this if there's anything really awesome. And yeah. I think I think you grabbed Halloween a couple years ago. That was yeah, I got that's the other thing. So he has the 4K player, which I don't have. Right. And so a lot of them come with a Blu-ray. Oh, right. And so for a few of those, he would just keep the 4K and then just give away the Blu-ray. So I yeah. got the original Halloween and the new Halloween. So you yeah. can watch them back to back. So that was sweet. And they were in black cases, which was pretty fun too. Yeah, and then some people years ago had the gall to complain when <laughs> even though I remember Lee specifically said I stole the 4K out of this, but there's still a perfectly good Blu-ray. And then people would email and be like, where's the 4K in my prize? And I'm like, dude. Man, <laughs> like, come on. But again, that's the minority. Everyone else is lovely. Yeah. But So it was a fun night. I stole the fancy Back to the Future box set. 
That's amazing. That was my payment. Yeah, and I, this was like the first year that I wasn't around for any of it, so yeah. I didn't get to steal anything. You could have stole something. I could have. I didn't even think to. I kind of forgot about all of that, and I'm not that kind of guy who's just going to be like, Josh, t- tell me what horror movies are there <laughs> yeah. so you can take them. It's better that someone else has fun. The prizes are, well, I don't want to say they're the best part, but I mean, it's a very nice like bow on the present of the Oscars here. Yeah, and everybody was great where I just, I tried to get cool stuff, but some posters we have doubles of and stuff, and I Mm -hmm. saw some people walking away with those, and Lee did a few trivia, or just specifically giving out, like, he had a few DVDs or Blu-rays that you had to have a fancy Blu-ray player. Oh, okay, like I read your B. Yeah. I gotcha. And so for that, he essentially was like, anybody in here have one of these (laughs) Blu-ray players? And like a couple people put hands up, and he goes, here you go. (laughs) And at the end of the night, I said, so for our final three... It was second and third place tied, essentially. Hmm. And then our winner only got one wrong. If I remember correctly, it was animated short. Yeah. An animated short. That's such a grab bag. No disrespect to all the talented people, but everybody knows that documentary short, animated short, live action short, that's just just a crapshoot because very few of us have seen a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, they voted for Robin Robin, which is an Ardman animation Christmas special on Netflix. So a lot of people have seen that one. Mm-hmm. I would have voted for it too because it was really good. But so that happened. We gave away the prizes to those folks. And then someone came up, not rude, and said, I think I might have got 21 as well. Do you think there could have been a miscount? And I was like, oh, there definitely could have been a miscount. Yeah. Like, we're just a couple of people with Sharpies doing this, yeah. you know? Here is your box of VHS. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But especially because he came up and wasn't rude, which has happened in the past. Yeah. I was just like, oh, sorry about that. Just grab a trailer, grab a DVD, grab a box of VHS. And I think he was happy. And then there was just some stuff at the end. And then it's the running of the wolves, which I think is always hilarious, where I just went, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. And everyone's leaving. And I'm like, Lee doesn't want to bring these home. There's still 20 DVDs up here. Come and get them. And then it's people like Black Friday sale. Yeah. And I always emphasize these are not good these are not (laughs) treasures these are third generation leftovers these are on dvd so even if you watch it on your streaming service it's going to be better quality yeah they might some of them might be like a a pvd or whatever like not even the dvd (laughs) this one is on betamax and then that might be an upsell for someone who knows yeah yeah so anyhow it was it was a very fun night it was a ray of hope that maybe because this went well and got Mm. a half decent crowd we can maybe do silent film live band maybe do saturday morning cartoons we're still as hesitant as any other human we're just trying to figure this all out and i still think maybe a cartoons without cereal for the first one back is not a terrible idea yeah and i think if we just told people we're not charging the extra couple bucks yeah it's still gonna be the cartoons but we just don't want a bunch of kids running around spilling milk all over the place yeah and people touching everything and yeah being, I, I, it's and it's so condensed in the lobby too like it's just it probably could work with the cereal but i feel like it's a lot right off the bat you know even now <laughs> like during the ceremony just it wasn't like a coughing fit for three hours and it could have just been somebody clearing their throat but for me this is just me talking somebody coughed and you could feel the vibe in the room be like unclean <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah and we thought that you know the most awkward moment was going to involve will smith uh, oh my but, god which is my follow-up question how did that go okay so <laughs> i don't want to get too much into it but we sure. will because i'm not a gossipy person i don't care about celebrity yeah. but I'll, i will just give you my journalistic chain of events <laughs> is everyone's having a good time chris rock comes out he says a couple jokes that land 
Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem are laughing with him as he makes fun of them. Sure. And I swear I saw this. I'm looking at the screen, and I'm kind of standing at what I call our, our Muppet wall, that half wall <laughs> in the back that if you're a Muppet performer, you can kind of lean behind it and do your thing. So I'm standing there filling out ballots because all night we're keeping track of that to give out prizes. And Gwen and her parents were in one of the love seats. Oh, jeez. And, and they were helping me out do the ballots. Because there was only 150 versus 300, the night was a lot easier in that mm-hmm. sense. So I swear this happened. I looked at the screen. I saw Chris Rock make a joke about G.I. Jane. Yeah. And she was bald. Not to defend Chris Rock of making fun of a person. In the aftermath of this, I am like Chris Rock. I knew nothing about her health or what trouble she's going through. I genuinely thought it was a choice like Sinead O'Connor. Or a role she's doing or something like that. 100%. I saw Will Smith laugh Mm -hmm, at the bald joke. Right. I looked down... To kind of look over a couple ballots, looked up, Will Smith was a second away from Chris Rock, and I 400% thought he was going to put his arm around him and laugh and make some joke of being yeah. like, don't make fun of my wife, and walk back. I thought it was going to be a fun little bit, and then everything went down, and the room, our audience, you can feel it, just like, was scared, confused, stunned silence, rabble, rabble, rabble. Couple screams. And then... Chris Rock, again, not defending him, just neutrally, I was like, what a trooper. Because he kind of kept going. Yeah. He was stunned, but he kept going. And then poor Questlove has to get on stage and win his award. And I'm sure everyone in the audience was thinking, like, is security about to come in? Yeah. Is Will going to make another run at him? Telling this story takes five times as long as the event that happened. Right. But I can't imagine being in the room as just a camera operator or one of the actors or filmmakers nearby because you could feel the scared, violent tension from that happening. Yeah, and it's it's especially odd because he's up for one of the final awards. Some would have said the favorite as well. Yeah. I mean, he did win, so... But, it, like, that's the kind of thing that I find wild about it is, like, if it was just some... I don't know, say Clint Eastwood for comedy purposes. <laughs> yeah. It was just some guy who's not nominated. Possibly they would have escorted them out or whatever. But what do you do? If it's someone who's still up for an award... First of all, this doesn't happen. Like, this was such a bizarre yeah. incident. And there are still people who are saying they think it was a setup, which just makes no sense at all. Like, let alone that Disney would sign off on him screaming the F word, you know? Like, and that's right. kind of the wild part about it is, of course, it was blanked out during our broadcast, but the magic of the internet and Twitter, yeah. everyone saw it. Everyone saw the unedited version and knew what happened. And so that's kind of the interesting thing. We talk about technology and modern times and, and all that, but within minutes everyone saw and heard what actually happened so it's not like you can just be like oh it was blanked out we don't know we don't know it's like no no no, we know and then i had a funny interaction with our crowd because we all just watched it and then a commercial break comes up and i can't walk (laughs) and be like hey everybody here's some trivia who wants to win a house of targ button you know like (laughs) season one of the slap you're like oh god it was so weird so then i just being honest i was like i looked away for three seconds and something crazy happened and everyone (laughs) laughed and i was like was that real? I'm still not sure that wasn't a bit. And then somebody in the crowd was like, oh, no, that's all real. And we actually had a little back and forth just talking about it. But I just, in the aftermath of it, Chris Rock shouldn't make fun of somebody who is ill. But again, I don't think he knew. Because, like, I'm a pop culture human being. I didn't know. No. So I don't watch her talk show or whatever, read the magazines, that kind of thing. So it could have been handled better. And as somebody pointed out, it might have been the Academy 
and I'm paraphrasing, but they were like, we do not condone any sort of violent in the workplace. And you're like, yeah, because technically from a point of view, they were at work. Yeah. They were there. They were there as union members. They were there for an event, for a production. And somebody assaulted somebody who was being paid to be there. Yeah. A fellow performer, a fellow actor. It, really weird. And I'm very curious in the days to follow. I don't care that much. I'm not edge of my seat, you yeah. know. But it is interesting to be like, uh, you know, a comedian pointed out, we can handle hecklers. We don't want one of the most famous people in the world to influence people to be able to walk up on stage when we say something offensive versus telling us that they are offended. Yeah. And punching me. <laughs> and it, what's wild about it is it's such a dated reference and unfunny joke that it's kind of hilarious like that it all stemmed from that. We were just like, like a G.I. Jane reference? You and I get that, but just it's such a random yeah. thing. And it's just, it's not funny. Like I'd almost be offended because it wasn't funny, but you know, that's the also- The <laughs> only mystery that I want solved and I would ask Will if I was an entertainment journalist you were laughing at first. What snapped? Like, it was his wife's reaction. Yeah. That's all. Because you, you could even tell. Like, her reaction was just yeah. not happy. And so he laughed, turned to her, felt guilty, and overcompensated, basically. And supposedly, this joke was said in rehearsal. There must have been somebody there more pop culture savvy than Chris Rock and I to go, maybe don't do that joke. Uh, yeah. She has an illness. It's weird, though, because, like, first I heard that it was in the script. Then I heard that he ad-libbed it. But then you're also like, in the moment, that's what you ad lib. Like that's well, I don't know. Like it's it's, just, it's that's all just weird. It. And of course, everybody, you know, they're gonna deflect blame on whoever it is. You know, is gonna be like, oh no, bro, that was this person. Oh no, yeah. it's him. You know, it's in Fred's house and Bill's house. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like the whole thing is just bizarre and just I don't know. And but I the fact that like people think it was completely staged is just. I don't know. I don't see. And then Will's speech was a little weird. Very. Like, well, I don't know. What, what? How do you come back from that, though, too? Like, what speech could you even? I totally thought he would at least be, if not pulled away by security, at least pulled aside by somebody, his people, and been like, I'm sorry, but you ruined this. You can't go up. And if he would have won, then the director or somebody else in the house come up and go, Thank you so much. I accept this on behalf of Will. Yeah. Thank you, Academy. And walked away. Boom. They should have sent someone up like Marlon Brando's speech. Just, <laughs> yeah. But like the reverse of that. Like, Denzel could have gone up and took it for him or, or something. Chris Rock even maybe trying to bridge the gap there. Oh. But yeah. So I'm sure we will hear more because both Chris Rock and Will Smith, people are going to be bugging them about this. That yeah. This will be asked when the next time they're on a talk show or something. But yeah. And it's a bit funny that people being like, oh, you know, he's going to, Will Smith's done in Hollywood. And you were just like, well, yeah. first of all, he picks his own <laughs> vanity projects that, well, not, I don't want to say vanity, but he picks his own passion projects that he sometimes co-funds and almost always produces. Right. He's worth $350 million. Like he does not need Hollywood. No. So that's the other interesting thing about it. It's like, this isn't going to really change anything per se. And if he comes out continually, apologizes a lot and says, I went to an anger management course and whatever, Hollywood seems to like that kind of stuff too. So yeah, it's a very odd story, but I I, uh, I definitely had to ask about that because yeah. I could just imagine in the, I wasn't watching live, but then I was on Twitter and yeah. you see people who were like, WTF, did that really happen? All this stuff. And you're yeah. not really, you're like, what, 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 what's going on? You know? But then Lee said afterwards too, when he popped up for a minute, he was like, that's what makes coming to the Mayfair fun for this. Because if you were at home, you just watch that. But now you get all this reaction. And it was the same when they screwed up the best picture a couple years ago. It was almost like people leaving a hockey game or a basketball game when they're it's done. Yeah. And then something happens in the last three seconds and they're in the parking lot already. 
people were coming back in because they were like, what, what, what? So what I want to know, though, and I, I forgot to look this up, was it the worst ratings of all time? My prediction was that despite all of the things they were doing and all the bad publicity and all the not giving awards and extra dance numbers, mm-hmm. I was like, it's still going to be bad ratings. Well, they're up from last year. Oh, were they? Yeah, unfortunately. Although most people agreed that it was one of the worst Oscars because it was very unfocused and trying to do too much and not enough at the same time. Well, and it was weird too because at one point they hadn't given out hair and makeup but they gave out the acting awards or something like that. And I was like, and I went up and again, I said, did I blink and miss that they gave out the makeup awards? And a bunch of people were like, no, it's so weird. Cause it was pre-recorded and they were just shoving them in wherever. Mm. There was also speculation that we get people to mark up the ballots and then give out prizes. And Lee said, there's a speculation that it's going to leak. Like they're going to leak the awards uh. early. But I don't think it happened, so... No, and I don't think people are... I don't know. I want to trust their patrons more than that. (laughs) Although I do expect there were a lot of people on their phones seconds after the Will Smith incident. Yeah. We'll see what happens next year. I still... I did a little interview with a journalist just uh, yesterday. Oh, I heard you were on screen, too. Like, you popped on screen. That was hilarious. CTV dropped by, and then as we were prepping... So it was before we let the crowd in, because we were just running to get ready... But uh, yeah, I, I was on screen. <laughs> that must have weirded you out a little bit. <laughs> Melissa noticed it. I swear I was like setting up a table and putting pencils out. And Melissa goes, you're on screen. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I can hear me from in there, but I'm here. What? What? Oh, man. But yeah, I'm hypocritical because I really don't care about Oscars, but I totally quote them for our website and stuff like that and have this event. But Somebody online said something about, oh, 10 nominations, so that means they just nominate all 10 good movies in a year. And I replied, well, no, because off the top of my head, Pig and Last Night in Soho got zero nominations. And I'm sure if I did the tiniest bit of research, I could find 10 other movies that somebody is crying about them being snubbed. So, no, like 10 movies I think is fair. 10 movies is a good amount of movies because at five movies... There was always people saying, this got snubbed, this got snubbed. So mm-hmm. that's still going to happen, but why not publicize the industry? Yeah, and I think the only right thing to do is to have Will Smith give back the Oscar and give it to Nicolas Cage for Pig. That seems fair. That's honestly the only <laughs> thing we can do from here. Okay, man, we've rambled on so long. <laughs> no, it's, it's movie-related, though. It's movie-related. Okay, let us go on to talk about the movie screening from Friday, April 1st through Thursday, April 7th, All 2022. Right. Let's go. So we have two encores. Drive My Car, which just won Mm. the Best International Feature Award. Excellent. And then Licorice Pizza, which got snubbed. Ooh, yeah, true. I I didn't think about that. It only had three nominations, but it didn't get nothing. So old P.T. Anderson is once (laughs) again always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Even Cruella got an award. I know. (laughs) And they did a pretty good job this year of, again, they're scheming behind the scenes sometimes. Because, because like, what was it? Kenneth Branagh got screenplay. Mm Mm-hmm. Jane Campion got director. Coda got picture. And supporting actor. And supporting actor. Drive My Car got international picture. And Canto got cartoon. Mm. So they really did a good job of spreading them out amongst all the beloved movies, Mm -hmm. which always happens. Where often happens. It's rare that something like it does Silence of the Lambs and wins all the big awards or like dune they gave all the technical stuff to yeah that's the thing like dune won five or six oscars yeah which just is it wasn't up great. for actor or actress or anything like that yeah which is I, I could have seen that either way i actually thought the acting was very good in that but you know it was a pretty packed year yeah so, so yeah licorice pizza and drive my car if you miss those you have another shot then a slightly older film but a new film we've got summer of soul quest loves mm. concert movie <laughs> the controversial, the controversial win, movie. but not because it won <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Poor Questlove. Yeah. I, he did a good job doing his speech there, but not to advertise that you can watch this movie elsewhere, but this movie for a couple months has been on quote-unquote TV. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I held off on watching it because to watch a concert movie as such, and I've read both from a technical standpoint that the sound is just magnificent, yeah. and it's these lost performances that literally sat in a basement for 50 years Mm -hmm. and now have been restored. And plus, it's a comment on the culture and the black experience of the time and now, and it has all kinds of interviews interspersed with it. But I hear it's just fantastic, so I'm so glad that I'm going to get to come see it on the big screen. Yeah, it sounds like... Was it the uh, Aretha Franklin doc where it was, like, buried in a basement for years? Yeah, Yeah. which was also... That was a church film. Yeah, that was crazy. Holy cow. It was... As a someone who is not a religious person, you watch that movie and you're just overwhelmed. It, oh, was, yeah. it was so great to see on the big screen. So I'm I'm glad Questlove had a uh, a COVID project that went very well. Yeah, and then that one was cool too because like I never saw it, saw it, but I heard it several times, and right. it, that's just as good. It's, it's crazy from the candy bar to hear this oh, incredible yeah. voice, like unbelievable. Yeah, anytime you get to see a concert movie like the Aretha Franklin, not a concert movie per se, but we screened Purple Rain a few years back mm. when Prince died. That was amazing to see. I can neither confirm nor deny that during COVID we snuck in and watched the new David Byrne Broadway <laughs> on the big screen, Yeah, which is amazing. And we must have done Festival Express over the years too, I'm sure. Yeah, so all that stuff. I'm tr- I've been trying to get Sign of the Times from Prince, but it's, it's not easily available. He's not returning my calls for some <laughs> yeah. reason. So those are our three Oscar winning slash nominated films. Mm-hmm. Then we have an Ottawa premiere of a Canadian film called Bloodthirsty. Oh, that sounds good. Really cool horror film. And we're going to have, I think this is the first, no, second time this has happened during these times, we're going to have the director and the star come in for oh. a Q&A on yeah. opening night on April 1st. Oh, wow. Okay, not a this joke. is not, not a, a joke. joke. <laughs> you got to stop doing this to us. Yeah, really cool looking horror film. I've just seen the trailer and I try not to watch too much. I'm going to come see it on Friday night when yeah. the filmmakers are here. You got to take notes during the movie, though, to ask for afterwards, you know, with the Q&A. Yeah, everybody has good questions. Yeah. Everybody, nobody likes a Q&A that, that is somebody who asks a question that is 15 minutes long and is really about how cool you are. Or there's no questions. That's the, like, I don't know if that's super common, but I feel like that'd be awkward when you're just like, nope, no notes at all. It was <laughs> yeah. stellar and I had nothing to say. That was, I will just quickly say that I saw Kevin Smith at San Diego Comic-Con once. And he was a very good host. And he said, he said, look, we got a lot of questions and I want to answer them all. So just please know that I love you. I appreciate you're here. Come up, quickly ask your question. I'm going to write it down. We're going to get five people in a row and then I'll answer all five and then we'll continue. And I think that's the best way to mm-hmm. get everybody through. So the first person up was dressed like Silent Bob and proceeded, even though Kevin just said the rules, said, I just wanted to let you know that your movies mean the world to me and I think you're the best and I'm looking and you see Kevin going, okay, yeah, but, and the guy wasted 90 seconds where other people could have asked a question. It's always funny. And the poor guy was just starstruck, but, but still like the guy just got the rules. He he was spending too much time memorizing what to say that he wasn't (laughs) listening to what to say. Poor guy. (laughs) So that's our Ottawa premiere with guests in attendance. That's sweet. Is it a vampire movie or is that, am I on the wrong track? It's a werewolf movie. Okay. It was a 50-50. It was like... And again, you and I both hate the term, but I think it's one that people would call elevated horror. I, I see. I, I saw it coming. If, anyone's, if anyone calls it that. Here we go. I, I'm, I'm going to pick him up like a Looney Tunes bouncer. 
Oh man, hey, say maybe this could be your question. Uh, what do you think of the term elevated horror? Oh, yeah. Because I hate it. I, you better not like it. <laughs> yeah, you, star guy. What do you think of the term? And then finally this week on the horror track, I'm excited that we got Studio 666. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know if that was anything to do with Taylor Hawkins passing or just a total coincidence. Sadly, it's just coincidence because it's just, it's this movie is out there now. I know it screened with our friends at the Rio in Vancouver, either mm. as we speak or about a week ago. Yeah. And I think it screened in Toronto. And I think it's not an Ottawa premiere for us because some weird thing, like it was one of those one night only events in Canada or, or something. Seth Keys or something. Yeah. Like, so that's yeah. the only reason it's not. A, it's it's an Ottawa premiere because we're actually screening it. Yeah, it's it's a just, downtown Ottawa premiere. Yeah. It's okay. a real Ottawa premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's a backhanded compliment, but all the reviews I've read on this are like, Wow, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it <laughs> seems like there's a 19, I think, 87 movie called Rock and Roll Nightmare, which was uh, Canadian, and uh, John Michael Thor was in it, you know, the legendary John Michael Thor. Not the Thor, but, you know. And, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's basically similar premise. Uh, they basically rent a farmhouse and record an album, and crazy stuff happens with demons and whatnot. So that's more or less the plot of this movie, and, like, there's a fun cameo that I won't spoil if you don't already know it about it, you know. I right. haven't watched the whole movie, but I've been reading a lot about it, so. Yeah. Yeah, it does look fun, and it is just a wild coincidence that, yeah, their drummer passed away oh, so a, sad. a week ago, or not even a week, jeez. I worked their concert, God, time's such a blur now. It must have been 2019, maybe 2018 at Blues Fest. Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of most bands. I'm not a big music aficionado, but I like the Foo Fighters a lot. All these years, I like that they have fun videos, and yeah. I like that they're very much the opposite of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. And their tour bus is filled with children and dogs. Yeah. And their family comes with <laughs> them, you know. But their concert at Blues Fest, which I was lucky enough to be a, a follow spot operator on, was super long, mm -hmm. giant encore. Ever long. Ever long. <laughs> Not one of these concerts that's A, B, C, D, you know. Yeah. Hello, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor band, his family as well, of course, but just such a great band. And and he has an Ottawa connection because he was Atlantis's drummer before oh, he true. was Foo Fighters' yeah, drummer. I forgot about that. And they made jokes about that at Blues Fest, talking about the Ottawa connection and stuff. So sadly, it serves as a tribute to Taylor Hawkins, but uh, it's just coincidental. But do come out and see it. I, I hear it's a, a very fun movie for fans of Foo Fighters, but also fans for kind of that retro nostalgic VHS horror. Yeah, and it's very much horror comedy. And I know from watching the trailer, you don't actually know if it's a real movie or not, but it definitely yeah. is. And I heard that too. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie patchwork together mm -hmm. for a band to play a bunch of songs. Yeah. As much as I will defend Spice World, <laughs> that was a movie patched together to promote an album so fun though much like a hard day's night yeah, was a true. movie patched together to sell an album but this strangely is a horror film that happens to have a band in it that doesn't seem like they're playing all the hits from the new album in mm -hmm. and because these guys aren't actors but they have picked up skills of being in front of a camera for 25 years yeah i've read even they're all really good and yeah. actually have characters amongst themselves it's not just like because sometimes that's sometimes when you see a band cameo in a movie or TV show, you can feel it. Like yeah. you're not an actor. No, you're doing your like the Ramones in Rock and Roll High School. Oh my god! You know, they're, oh. Like <laughs> some are better than others, but they're all pretty terrible. I love Rock and Roll High School, but you're right. Like I, I can't remember the specific line, but there'll be stuff of like, you mean we got to play tonight at the high school? <laughs> it's Riff Randall, our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're it's... just 
barely getting through it. Such a fun movie, though. But yeah, so Anna here is a real horror film. Yeah, like, that like too. Blood and guts horror film. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, you know. Like it's it's not. I mean, it's exactly what you're expecting it to be. So it's not. You know, you're not gonna have teenage fans of the band you know of their later yeah you know country tinge stuff coming in here thinking it's some type of way but if you like the trailer you'll like the movie basically so a sad tribute to taylor but we're glad to get it on screen it should be a fun movie to watch very mayfair style movie yeah, very so. poetic booking i was uh, very happy to see that uh okay so we did it yeah we did it. we talked about the will smith controversy <laughs> and did all of our movie publicity yeah you know and uh i liked uh, earlier when you were like we don't want to talk about this but we will and <laughs> yeah. i was like oh i really want to point this out but i don't want to get them off topic <laughs> so we're gonna wrap things up for the day thanks for listening everybody you can find all of our information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social media stuff and we will have more cool movies to tell you about soon and hope to see you soon to watch the movies on the big screen. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Might be time for a booking of G.I. Jane, perhaps? Lee made that joke. I said we should do the Chris Rock Memorial Film Festival. Oh, too soon. <laughs> it's 1980. Welcome to Rock and Roll High School. Rock and Roll High School? Do you want I am Miss Togar, and I am the new principal of this school. And who are you? I'm Riff Randall, rock and roller. The only girl I ever dream about at night is Riff. I've done more detentions than anyone in the school's history. Are you virgin? Ah, how about a cheerleader? Nice set of pom-poms. Term wanted Riff. But Rip wanted to live a rock and roll fantasy to the music of her favorite group. The hottest band this side of the Iron Curtain, the Ramones! You have managed to upset the entire school with this godforsaken noise. Things sure have changed since we got kicked out of high school. Hey, come on, they tried to stop their music, but the kids got wrecked and rocked the school. I just talked to the chief of police. He's going to storm the building. The school where the students rule. Could your school be next?